You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi, hi. Welcome to session nine. Thank you so much for being here as always. So, so grateful to you guys for being part of this journey. So I really, really, really love this episode because it is super mindset focused. And if you know me or have followed me for any length of time, you know, I really believe that mindset is the thing. And I also think that sometimes that is the piece that we want to skim over. We're like, why are we spending so many sessions talking about mindset? Like, how do I get back to the strategy, back to the strategy? And the point is most of the time, there's not a lot wrong with our strategy, but our mindset is keeping us from fully leaning into it, from fully playing the strategy out, from taking it all the way so that we can add more strategies. So one thing I had reminded Monica in Basecamp in between this session is that there are always more strategies to add and more amazing things we can do. But if we're not currently executing well on the ones that we already have in place, we're not consistent with those, we're not getting the results we want from those, it doesn't make sense to add a bunch more, right? So you'll hear about that in this session. You'll hear us dive into mindset. And ultimately, I think it is going to be a really, really useful session for not only Monica, but everyone that listens. So thank you for being here and let's go to the episode. Hi, hi. How you doing? Good. I'm excited. It feels like I haven't talked to you for a while. I know it's weird, right? Yeah, I cuz I so we had our week off, but then I yeah. think I had also booked on like the tail end of this week, so it just totally. feels extra long. Well, I feel like we uh, have been communicating in Basecamp a ton, so I have a pretty good idea of what's going on, but just start with that mm-hmm. brain dump for me that we do. Yeah, so wow, like so much has happened, but then also so little it kind of feels like and so where I am right now and thanks to you pulling me back um I'm feeling fabulous again actually I wanted to mention I I was catching up on happy magic this morning and one of the journal prompts was um why why do I think I should have be or do my goal or like how can I be super discerning here? Kind of like what's what's standing in the way. And when I started yeah. writing that one out, I was like, oh, nothing. Like nothing standing mm. in my way. And you know what came up? I like that I still don't know enough and that I'm making it harder for myself. And like when I wrote that down, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. That's it. And so paired with everything that's been going on in like the last week and a half, I'm just so over that. Like I'm so ready to just get over that for good. It's just, I can't believe that's still coming up. Well, I'll say a couple of things to that. Number one, yes, yes, yes. Like kudos to you for even (laughs) noticing that or realizing it. But um, I was saying this to you in Basecamp, but it's been such like, obviously never having done this where we're like, listening to a podcast that we recorded like Mm -hmm. right like we're ahead in sessions but listening to old sessions whatever Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating uh to be doing that because what the session that just came out was talking about it was that story of like I'm not ready yeah right 
And then what have been most of the objections you've been getting? Yeah. I'm not ready. Not yet. Not ready. And then what came up in this? I'm still not ready. I still don't know enough. Right? Yeah. And for me, from where I'm sitting, and trust me, I get that it's easier to be where I'm sitting in this situation, but I'm like just excited AF because I'm like, well, perfect. So you have one problem to solve and you solve that problem. It solves all the other problems you feel like you're experiencing in your business, right? Mm. Yeah. You solve the problem of feeling not ready and suddenly that objection goes away. Yeah. Right. You solve the problem of feeling like you still don't know enough and suddenly you're putting out content more consistently than you've ever been. You solve the problem of feeling like you have enough to say and suddenly you're doing a challenge without any resistance. You see my point, right? (laughs) So you can see really early on that some of Monica's stories, especially uh, the one that she has around not being ready are really playing out here. And the point I want to make here is that we all have stories and we all see those stories everywhere. And truly, I believe that it's usually just about one to two main ones that we have that we're seeing everywhere. Like you can see it showing up in Monica's objections and her content, not that she's writing in her content, but in her, her feelings about her content and uh, getting off the content detox and, you know, wanting to know more, know more, know more because I'm not ready, right? And so when you can notice these stories, when you can see them showing up everywhere, that is when you're at the best and most exciting place because it means you can actually shift it. Yeah, exactly. And it came back to like me still being like, it has to be harder than this. And, and I know that was one of the affirmations you gave me in like the first couple of sessions where you're like, no, it, you know, it can be easy. It's easy. And so I have just been like reminding myself of that and just kind of giving myself the permission again, that this can be easy. And it's just like, yeah, like, I'm just so ready for it to be easy now. What, what part is making it feel not easy right now? Like if you had to conceptualize, like whether really specifically or not, like what feels like the really hard part still? So getting clients and I know like we've been talking in base camp and I have like, I I booked one call. So this week has been a lot slower. And so it's all kind of reflecting you know, where I am mentally and being like, oh, it's gonna, you know, it's gotta be hard. Well, okay, then you're not getting any calls. And, you know, all of that's to where when I'm like, oh, getting calls are so easy. I book five in a day. I think it's like, you know, I I just want to give you a little bit of credit here because I think it's one of the trippiest, weirdest things that owning your own business does for you is that it really shows you that your thoughts Mm -hmm. create everything. But it's hard to believe that and it's hard to lean into that and it's hard to remember that that's true because it's not really like, I mean, I think in a lot of circles it is a universal truth, but I think in a lot of mainstream life, that's not how we think about things, right? (laughs) But a business and building your own business is such a gift because it just shows you that. Like when I think it's easy to get calls, damn, I mean, I get five in a day, right? I think you got five in like 24 hours one time, right? Mm -hmm. When I think it's hard to get calls or that I'm not going to get clients, it's really hard to get calls and I'm not getting clients, right? And so then what tends to happen, and I think the pattern that you've been in for a few weeks is like, then I try to push hard against that, right? I'm like, why is it so hard to Mm -hmm. get clients and what am I missing? So then I go back to that. Well, I still must not know enough, (laughs) right? 
But then I spend time trying <laughs> totally. to learn more and figure out more and dive in more and discern more about what I need to know and da 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 da. Right. Mm-hmm. And then where do, where yeah. do I end up with that? Mm-hmm. Like nowhere. <laughs> like back to the mindset piece because that's the that's a bit. Right? But it's so. <laughs> Like that has been one of the most freeing things that I've experienced in my business is that um, it, it goes back to that and that that's the work and that I don't actually have to work extra hard if I'm doing that work, right? Um, I love yeah. Rumi and I love Rumi quotes. I'm sure I've quote, quoted one to you before, but um, I found one last night that was work in the invisible world almost as hard as you do in the, or no, sorry, work in the invisible world at least as hard as you do in the visible. I was like, damn, right? But it's like so true. It's like if I put as much work as I do into like the practical pieces of my business as I did into my mindset, like I, like you're unstoppable, right? Mm -hmm. And the only time I'm getting stuck is when my mindset isn't in the right place, right? Does that feel like empowering or frustrating or both? Like what comes up for you there? It feels so true. And, and And it's not like I don't know that. But it's so weird when, you know, you get caught up in in something you forget like and it's and then you just like you know snowball effect so it's like it's so true I know that it's empowering and the days that I'm you know feeling that and practicing that and and all of that it's all so good but all it takes is like something to throw me off I think that I'll just give you one example for me because I think that it's sometimes easier to see it outside of ourselves but I think that it really is the way I want you to think about it is like you're just reprogramming your brain. Like I want you to bring that level of simplicity to it where it's like my brain just is operating on one program, which is I don't know enough and I'm not ready, which is basically Mm -hmm. the same fucking thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So my brain is operating on the I'm not ready program. Yeah. So my full-time job is to program it to the like I'm ready, I get clients program. Yeah. Right? And so for me, I I think, you know, this, my word of the year is having this, right? Like expanding my level to like have good things and not assume something bad might happen or right. That that there's a price to pay. And so, um, I did a happy thought show with Sarah the other night and it was basically about like how happy we are and how great our lives are and all this stuff. And then afterwards I tried to call my dad and his cell phone wasn't working, wasn't picking up the house. And he has, um, he has seizures sometimes. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. There I go talking about how happy I am. And now he's like, something's wrong and he's not answering the phone and something awful must be happening. And, 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 and I like spun out on that for like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. And then I was like, none of this is true. This is just my brain doing the thing that my brain does because I'm like still working on reprogramming it. Right. I was like, not like, I'm like, living in a manufactured reality. And then of course, like 20 minutes later, he's like, Oh yeah, I went to a concert and forgot to turn my phone on, you know, like, right. (laughs) But, but the point is like, our brain is going to default to, to old crazy shit all the time. And our Mm -hmm. job is just to catch it faster. So I caught it within 10 minutes where like pre that it might've taken me three hours, you know, and I probably would have like driven to his house and been a psycho. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for you, I just want you to know that this is the thing and the faster you catch it and the more you reprogram it, the more everything changes, right? Yeah. Okay. 
but it doesn't mean it's not going to come up and you're not doing it wrong if it comes up, right? Okay. You're probably going to think I'm still not ready a hundred times a day. And then you're going to think at 50 and then you're going to think at 20 and that like, you see what I mean, right? Yeah. But like the patience is in doing the reprogramming because it takes effort. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does it feel like, okay, easy. I kind of know how to do that. Or does it feel like, oh, my brain's kind of winning right now and I'm not really sure how to work with it. I feel like the first thing I would say is like, yeah, it's easy. But then that's where I, I have two great days and then one day throws me off for a week. So I think the thing I need to do is just every day remind myself that this is what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So it's not, yeah. So it's not like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's a, it's a habit now, so it's fine. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, it kicks me off my butt again. Totally. And I think that like, you know, the, the, the point there is that two good days, then it throws me off for a week. All we're trying to do is like move that needle. So it's like two good yeah. days, then it only throws me off for a couple of days, two good days, then it yeah. only throws me off for a few days. Like, you see my point, right? Like, don't, don't feel like you had to go crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a, a bit of the piece of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes complete sense. So giving yourself the grace, which I know is a hard part, especially when, when the story is I'm not ready, then giving myself <laughs> grace for that is like really hard. Cause I'm like, see, I am not ready. So I think the question for you is how can we blend those stories together? What's like a bridge there? Like I'm getting more ready every day or I'm feeling more ready every minute. Like what's the bridge thought there? Yeah, it's definitely that, but also paired with like, I know enough, like I don't, you know, cause it always comes like, if something's not working, it's like, you know, and it's obviously the mindset mm-hmm. piece, but it's like, okay, well I must not be, you know that good at something or I got to learn more in this. So it's like, I'm ready and I know enough. Does that feel easy for your brain to jump to when you're in it? Or do you have like so much resistance to saying those two things right now? I don't have resistance right now because I feel great. But I know like if I was like, you know, frustrated and having a bad day, I wouldn't even think to start there. So I think the reminders and just saying it over and over and making it a habit and like, like going there will be easier. Cause I, you know, it's just not somewhere I go when I'm in one of those spots. Yeah, totally. Okay. So a couple things I want to say here. One is I, I would quite literally put reminders in your phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if, if you have to put five reminders in your phone a day, yeah, to check in on how you're feeling or what stories you're telling yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, how do I want to say it? I think that we can almost feel bad about that. Like, I think we can be like, oh my God, it's ridiculous that I would have to work that hard to put freaking reminders in my phone. And I think it's like just the opposite. Like, that's the smartest flipping thing, right? If the reason yeah. I'm not catching myself is because I'm just not paying attention to it, then I just set up a system to pay attention to it, right? So something that I hear a lot is that we feel like we shouldn't have to create reminders or we shouldn't have to do mindset work every day. Or if we do, that must mean we're really fucked up or something. And I just want to say that is not true at all. Anything that we want to shift 
takes energy, effort, and focus. Whether that's your mindset or creating a new habit or anything else, it takes energy, effort, and focus. So if you want to have new thoughts, if you want to reprogram your brain, if you want to get the massive, massive, massive results that are possible from choosing new stories, then you have to make a conscious effort to do it. So there is nothing wrong with having to set reminders and there is no shame at all in making your priorities a priority. And if Monica's priority is mindset right now, then we're gonna find ways to practically remind her of that during the day and she's gonna see bigger and better results because of it. And so if you're listening to this, I really encourage you to think about doing that too if your mindset is a place you need to work. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's number one. Number two, I think you're going to be really happy with me right now. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm going to give you a little bit of permission to slightly, I want to very slightly come off your content detox. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Okay. I think that sometimes it's like putting the good things in, right? So when we initially talked about the content detox, we were like, listen, if something makes you feel like lit up and excited, cool. Like if you're, you know, whatever, but like, don't listen to the practical, like do this for your business. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think now not only permission to listen to that, but, or permission to add that piece back in, but let's actually add that piece back in. Okay. Um, because I want you to be like reinforcing the thoughts you want to have. Right. Okay. So. When I say that, I mean like, I'm just using this as an example. It doesn't have to be this, right? But you listen to Mike Dooley's Leveraging the Universe three times in a row on Audible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And again, it's so simple, but like we are literally trying to reprogram your brain. Okay. So you're putting, it's like you were fixing, you know, reprogramming your computer and it needed check-ins at certain times on certain software. You would just put reminders in your phone and do it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to put the reminders in your phone and then you're going to put the stuff that you want to be true in. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what you don't want to be putting in, right, is like all, you're doing this wrong and you don't know enough here. And I have this secret that you don't know. And I have this thing that I used to fuck up and now I don't fuck it up, but you're probably fucking it up. Let me help you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That is like the exact opposite of what we want to put in because ultimately it's just reinforcing your story. I still don't know enough. I'm still not ready. Right. Okay. Yeah. So anything come to mind that makes you feel like really excited, really pumped, really prepared, any of those things? Um, well, it kind of goes back to you calling me out on Basecamp just recently, like when. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was like stalking you on the internet, basically. But thank you no, because, I mean, it helped. Um, so I I like, I like how you explained it, where it's like you're not just all of a sudden gonna go and like find these people that are doing something, and you think you need to do it, and and that it's kind of like filling your brain with the stuff that actually is still gonna make a difference. Um, but what I have actually just started doing like yesterday, so I have an app on my phone and all of the affirmations me and you have talked about, but plus the happy thought, happy thoughts ones or happy magic, mm-hmm. I have put them in the app and I've been listening to that where I used to like, mm-hmm. you know, listen to a book or something. So that has been just like within like a day that has just made me feel so much more better because those are the reminders that you know, I need. And just like having that background music with those affirmations, I think is just super powerful. Yes. 
I am so proud of you. I think that, you know, I just, two things. One, I think you're always so receptive to when I call you out on something. Um, you know, I think like it would be easy to get really defensive and I just always appreciate how much you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's true. Good call. Right. And that's like how you're going to get past some of this stuff because you're not in resistance to seeing it differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And second, I think there's just so much beauty in the fact that like, you're letting yourself lean into this stuff. You're letting yourself listen to those. You're letting yourself see that like living in the story of I'm not ready just doesn't get you what you want, quite frankly, right? Yeah. And so kudos to you for both of those. And let's just like keep checking in there. I think like this is the whole thing. And I think that it can be so frustrating to hear that. And it might even be frustrating for people listening to hear that. But it's like, the whole thing is check your story. And it, you probably have one that's ongoing and repeating everywhere, right? Yours happens to be, I'm not ready, right? Yeah. And if you fix that, everything else fixes itself. And if you don't fix that, you are just going to run into wall after wall after wall because you're going to like do a bunch of work on a challenge and then be like, but I'm not ready to put it out. Yeah. You're going to get on a bunch of calls and people are going to tell you, I'm not ready, <laughs> right? Yeah. On and on. So, anyway really like free yourself and kind of give yourself the experience this week of being like, it's my full-time job to reprogram this. And then everything gets easier. Right. Okay. Does that feel true when I say that? It does. Perfect. So obviously we want to keep checking in on this, but we don't need to spend the whole of the session because like the the solution is on its way. Right. (laughs) And I think that's a really important thing to remember too sometimes is like, this is it. This is the whole thing. The solution is on on its way, but we don't need to like beat it into the ground and now just keep talking about it over and over again. We're like, the solution is on its way. You're going to listen to these reminders every day. You're going to say your affirmations. You're going to keep doing your journaling. You're going to put reminders in your phone. You're going to catch yourself faster. You're going to reach out sooner. And that's it. So we can move on. Does that feel true? <laughs> yeah. And actually, yes, perfect. I've, I actually didn't tell you about my last call last week. Tell me. Which, yeah. So it kind of led into the weekend um, that I had, but I had a call last week. I think I had two, but this was my last one. And um, someone I know I could have helped. Like I just totally know, you know, when you're like, Oh, I I could see where it's wrong and I can see where I can help you. And so we had my 30 minute call. And then when I went to sell the intensive, like she just flat out said, no, she didn't need it. And, and at that point, like I didn't, I didn't go to any objections or nothing. Like it was at that point that I realized which like, I am just not doing myself any justice. And it's so like, I kind of just ended the call there I was so mad at myself, not for not doing any objectives or any of that, but because I totally saw finally that I'm just not, you know, showing these people how much I know. Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, like hiding how much I know. And that comes from, you know, me always, you know, being really successful before, but always like playing it small because I don't want to make people, other people feel bad. Mm -hmm. And so, on this call, I was just like, you have got to be kidding me, Monica. Like you're letting this person go when you know you can help her and, and you haven't shown her that because she just does not want what you have to offer. And so after that call, I came home, I was like miserable. 
Ben was like, oh, how'd your call go? And I was like, no, she said no. And like, right. And obviously he's like, okay, like you're going to get it. You know, you know, your shit, all of this stuff, but he's like, it's your confidence. And I was like, I just love him. Can we just talk about how much I love that he just reminds you of that all the time. (laughs) All the time. Like he's like, how many times do I have to tell you? (laughs) So good to have that though. Right. So good. But I sat with that and like, that had to happen because it was like a mirror being held up where it was like, no, I don't want what you have. Like you haven't really shown me, you know, like, you know, your stuff. And I sat for like 24 hours being like, I have to change. I'm ready to change. Like I have to show up differently. And then I had like the most powerful journal session on the weekend, which stemmed from, you know, me seeing something where someone was trying to take credit for my recent you know, closing down my business and focusing on coaching. And it was like, right there, I'm not doing myself for anyone justice by hiding and like being so quiet. So one thing Monica was struggling with here is this idea of playing small to make others feel comfortable. So not sharing her own results and knowledge as much as she could have, you know, someone feeling like someone else was owning her success. And I think that playing small to keep others comfortable is such a thing that so many of us do, especially women, right? We have this tendency to try to read and comfort everyone around us. And we notice sometimes that when we share our results more loudly and more proudly, that others get uncomfortable. And so I just want to put a pin on that because if you have felt like this, if you find yourself shrinking and not sharing results as much as you could have, or not talking about your experience and your expertise, right? I really want you to look at why am I doing this? And is it so everyone else feels comfortable around me? And if so, it's time to start letting that go like Monica is now. So I hope this was some permission giving and a reminder to you that you do not have to play small to make other people feel comfortable. In fact, that's how you keep everyone around you stuck. If you go further and you start playing bigger, the people around you have an opportunity to rise. So no need to play small totally get it though and permission if you found yourself doing this we all have but it's time to let it go oh so good so freaking good well I think that it's like you're in that transition place where like you're getting sick of your old story you're getting sick of I'm not ready right Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so I think that that's so good because then when you see other people kind of like, you're not ready, I'm going to take credit or like, you're, I'm not ready. This program doesn't even like, isn't even what I need or whatever. Right. You're like, the story is so fucking dumb. I'm so sick of this. So you're like in that transition period where like you're seeing it and you're noticing it and you're getting over it. And one of my like favorite quotes, I may have even shared this with you before because I just fucking love it. But um, is Liz Gilbert. And she says, I've never seen any transformation occur from someone that didn't get sick of their own bullshit. I just really love that Liz Gilbert quote I shared with Monica about transformation occurring from getting sick of our own bullshit, right? Because I really believe that this is so important. I'm so grateful that Monica had that experience on that call where she just saw her own bullshit playing out and got totally fed up with it, right? Because that is when we're motivated enough to change, to decide like, I'm not sitting in this story anymore. I'm not gonna do that to myself anymore. I'm not gonna have another call like that. Because decision is everything. listen to the first solo episode I did, I talked a lot about decision and that decision of like, I'm never having a call like that again 
is just the most massively powerful thing you can do. So if you're in that place or if you have been in that place, it is totally okay and acceptable to get super sick of your own bullshit. And in fact, it's the place from which your transformation will occur. And so it's so beautiful that you're not only getting sick of your own, but sick of everyone else reflecting it to you, right? (laughs) Oh, totally. And it was like, and I know we've talked about, you know, the objections and all my other calls and not yet and not readies. And it was like, I knew I had to work on things, but this was like, you know, the literal mirror being like, look how you're showing up. And I, I like right there, I was like, I'm, this is it. Like, this is absolutely it. I'm so sick of this. Like I, I knew I could help her. And the fact that like, I didn't express that Mm -hmm. was just like, I'm like, I'm not doing anyone any justice. Totally. I think that something else that's really interesting about that too. And I just, I don't know if this feels true, but I just want to like make sure I say something about it because I think that like, there's a very big difference between like, I'm going through my own stuff and I can help other people. I think this is a really important conversation about the fact that you can still help others even when you're on your own journey, right? I see that it can feel like I have to be perfect to help other people and that that's just not true. I'm never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. So the question is, what makes us able to help others even when we're still on our own journey? And for me, that's congruency. So of course, I'm still always working my mindset, my strategy and execution and up-leveling the way I think about things and the strategies I use and how I execute on them. But I am so congruent with the fact that the framework I teach is what I am implementing in my business all the time. And it doesn't mean I'm doing perfectly, but I am doing the work and that's why I can help others do their work too. And Monica is running businesses. She has grown businesses. She is building this business. She has grown many others, you know, and had all of these results and all of this knowledge. And so just because she's at a difficult point in this one, it doesn't mean she's unqualified to help others. So I hope that's permission for you. If you're sitting there going, well, I have to be perfect before I can ever help somebody else do something. That's not true at all. You absolutely are never going to be perfect. So it's time to lean in, get congruent with what you're teaching, show up for that, and then know that your journey of doing the work will help your clients grow with you. Those are vastly different things, right? Meaning like you have a thing that you have to work on, right? We know why you're not getting clients as fast as you would like right now because you think you're not ready. It doesn't mean you don't know how to get clients. It doesn't mean you can't help other people. It doesn't mean you don't have years of business success and knowledge under your belt. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get through this and book clients like gangbusters, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. And what we can do to ourselves sometimes is be like, well, that means I'm not good enough to help other people right now, or that means I don't know enough. And I really want you to separate those two out for right now, where it's like, I am doing my own work over here to move through my stuff and I can help someone else do that too. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it definitely does. And that feels so true. Like I have a decent amount of clients that make more money than I do. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? I have hired a lot of my clients. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like we can be so exceptional at what we do while we're working through our own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And so I just want you to remember that part too, because I think that there's this piece of you that thinks, well, once I'm booking clients regularly, 
then dot 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 then I'll be ready to like own my shit right Mm -hmm. yeah and I just want you to totally take that off the table because what I actually know is that from some of your free calls people are booking clients (laughs) yeah like an annoying amount of them actually right (laughs) yeah I know um no I'm kidding obviously that's a great thing but you see what I mean right yeah And so I think that there's just a way to give yourself a little permission here where it's like, you don't have to wait for anything to start owning your awesomeness. You don't have to wait. I mean, like you had a multi six figure company. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait to own that. You know what I mean? That you built from scratch with no business knowledge whatsoever. You have a successful real estate company that you built from scratch knowing nothing about real estate, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've gotten clients in your online business. Like you have to own some of this, right? Yeah, you're right. But stop putting it through the lens of like, I have to have the perfect result. Does that make sense? It does. And so when you didn't really push it with this client, what, what in the moment made you not? Because like right there, I saw myself not doing anything like throughout the whole call, like just like. Like it was like, I wasn't even going to touch up any, uh, touch on any objections because I was just like, so like, I just, for that second, when she said, no, I saw everything I did wrong, you know, and not, not wrong, but everything I could have done better that I didn't. And it was like, well, why didn't I? And I had no reason. Like, it was just like, because, cause what, like, you know, like it was just, it was all me like that call. I ended that call. And that was just like, I just had to deal with myself. Like I couldn't even, you know, talk to her about anything else. Like it was like, okay, you know, thanks. Like, fine. That's it. Like she was good with her messaging, happy about all of that, really wanted to go put that to work. And I was just upset with myself for not, you know, doing what I could have done, which would have been so much better. I think I understand you, but just help me understand more. So she actually didn't need your help on messaging or she did. And then she felt good about it. But then she was like, okay, bye. Like, just help me understand that piece a little. No. Okay. So she did need help on messaging. We did the messaging call. That was great. And then when I offered the intensive, which um, would have been like the visibility intensive, she was like, oh no, like I'm good on that. You know, like I I have a plan or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was very much like, no, I don't need that. But it was like, I like, yeah. So like the way I explained it and the way, you know, it was like all of that needed so much more work and I just didn't want to, I don't even know. Like I don't, and it, and that's been why everyone else has been saying, you know, not yet or not ready. It's like, I'm just not doing myself any justice. I feel. hundred percent. I get what you mean. Like, in other words, like I give them a good experience. I give them what they want. And then I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. Like pretty much. Right. Yeah. And I mean, here's what I would say. Two things. One is, and I know I'm just hammering you on this, uh, lately, but I'm going to, again, again, it's just so good to see that it's all in your head. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so controllable at that point, right? Like you own your brain. You're the thinker of your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. You're the operator of the operating machine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm just so excited for you because it's so fixable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so important to see here is like, I just tapped out there. Like, I just didn't do the hard thing. I just didn't push myself. I just didn't choose a better thought, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Because all that means is that I can. 
And I think that what's so good about that and what I want to give you credit for is that you're not like, and listen, this is a relevant conversation sometimes too, but that you're really able, I think so much better now than ever before to recognize what's actually happening, happening there. Cause I think it would be easy to have the conversation of what should I have said different? Mm-hmm. Well, surely you should have had some conversation around coming up, coming up against mm-hmm. the objection, but truly there's not a perfect way to say it. What you needed to do was bring that higher version mm-hmm. of yourself to that conversation, that version that like believes in yourself and all these other things. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's just like a really good piece to notice here where it's like everything gets easier from that point and I'm never going to make myself feel that bad again. Yeah. Like I want you to think about it like that. Like I am never going to betray myself again where now I have to sit there after a call and know that I just didn't do shit to move the needle forward for me or her. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's really hard to swallow, but it's also really beautiful to be like, I can make a decision right now to never do that to myself again. Yeah. Does that feel true? Yeah, but in a way, I kind of felt like I had to have that because it was like... 100%. After that, you know, so Friday, I was kind of like, you know, just, you know, thinking about it. How can I show up better? What can I do better? What can I do differently? You know, where am I still mm-hmm. holding myself back? And then... Like I had told you in base camp, like Saturday, I went and journaled for like at least an hour and it was all like, like it was all just like how I can help people, what I can do, what, like what I've done before and all of these ways that it's like, I am worthy. Like I am able to do this and I, and I'm going to start showing up and saying that. So it was like, it felt really powerful. Well, I think that that was a, it's such a gift, right? And I think that sometimes we miss those where we're like, come on, universe, I'm like writing about how I want more clients. Mm-hmm. Why am I having this experience? And it's totally to your point of like, well, maybe you had to have that experience to just like get out of your own way for good around that, right? Yeah. Like that was the gift, right? Yeah. That was the moment where the universe was like, fine, here, have this experience. Hopefully, like, <laughs> you'll be done with it after that, you know? Yeah. And it's not to say, like, you have to be done with it in the sense that it's never going to feel hard again or never going to come up again or you're never going to feel resistance or that we're never going to talk about it again. But it is that beautiful opportunity to be like, I'll never feel like that again because I'm not going to let it happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as far as kind of like, moving forward from that do you feel like you need any support around that as far as like objections calls or whatever are you like you know what no I got that I'm just gonna step into it differently I definitely feel like I'm gonna step into it differently like and I can see and so now looking back on like all the other calls you know I can totally see where I wasn't really stepping into the role of like this confident business coach who can help these people like I was like half stepping in half stepping out like you know so it's like I'm just so excited for my calls next week to prove that I can show up differently because I've recognized this now. Yeah, I love that. So good. I'm so proud of you. Thank okay. you. Okay. So let's talk about like, um, we have been talking a little bit here and there in, uh, in calls in Basecamp about kind of like next steps of like, is it time to like do a challenge or an event or really like step up in a different way? And I think actually to, to the point of, this conversation, that would be so great for you to just step up and own it even more. Like do this challenge. I'm really amazing at what I do. Watch this 
masterclass, whatever it is, right? But I think that there's like this opportunity for you here to not only own it emotionally and mentally, but then like really take the physical action around being like, I'm fucking amazing. Here we go. Okay. What's your thought around that? Do you feel like, yeah, totally. I have time for it. Do you feel like I'm a little overwhelmed by thinking about that? What kind of comes up? No, I'm excited. Like I've never actually done that. I'm really excited to do it. Um, Yeah. And so I had recently done a poll in my group about like where people were struggling and there was two things that came up. So it was like creating an offer that sells and landing the first or next client. So I was like, okay, I'll create like some sort of a challenge or masterclass around one or both of those so that I can be giving them value on exactly what they Mm -hmm. want. So Monica and I have talked about doing a challenge before, but she obviously had some time constraints when she was closing down her other business and moving through that process. And so we really decided to come back and revisit it because I want her to take that fiery energy she has of like, I'm going to give people results. I'm here to help. I'm good at this. Like I want to step up to the plate and put that into a challenge because creating that challenge will continue to add value to her audience and only and ever gets her more interest, more calls, more traction, right? And so a challenge is this beautiful way to add amazing value to your audience and so that they can get a result before they've ever paid you a dime. Because when that happens, they want to pay you so much more, trust me. So I think that taking this next step is going to be so useful for Monica so that we can really leverage the excitement and mindset work she's going to be doing and put it into something where she can see herself really, really adding value and helping people and step into that version of herself that she knows she can be. I love that. I mean, so what I always try to think about is like what makes sense as far as your offers go to, right? Mm -hmm. So if the intensive is visibility, what makes sense as a starting point to get into that and is aligned with what they need, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it seems to me like the creating an offer thing would be super powerful because then it's like, well, duh. From there, I want to get visible with the offer. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And obviously having an offer and then getting visible does get you your clients, right? Yeah. But I think that that's an easy step. And I also love the idea of having such a specific challenge in the sense of like, they literally will walk away with an offer potentially, right? So yeah. they're they're really getting something physically, not physical, but kind of like a physical outcome there, right? Where it's not just like, oh, that was great. It's like, I literally created my offer this week, right? Does that feel pretty good? Does that feel like something you want to talk about? Does that feel exciting? Like say a little more there. Yeah, it's exciting. And I do want to talk about it, especially because like a lot of these people that had answered that poll are people I've done my first call with. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's the potential just to give them more value and, and, you know, show them how to do something and then also take that coaching role, but then, you know, also offer the visibility intensive. And just show up and do that in such a better way. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true too, because it's like those people, like they still may very, very well end up hiring you. Like we're mm-hmm. not going to write them off, right? Like just because you had a call and you don't feel like you showed up as confidently as you could have, it certainly doesn't mean that those aren't still very excellent potential clients, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I think that's a good thing to remember too, is like, they're still showing up in your group. They're still answering your polls. They still want to learn from you. You could give them this challenge, show up in new energy and they could all come flowing in. Right. Yeah. Does that feel true or what kind of comes up there? It does. And I know a little while ago you had sent me a book on like daily affirmations. And one of them was about like the, sh- you have to send your ships out, you know, cause not mm-hmm. everyone is so good, right? Not everyone's going to make it back. And when all these calls were coming as like, no, like not yet or not readies, I just knew that like, okay, like one day, you know, they'll be ready. Like one day they'll come back. So it, it does make sense. I love that. Yes. Sending out the ships. That's so true. Okay. So challenge on creating an offer. Now, what I love is to give at least two weeks to promote it. Okay. And obviously to promote it, you need promotional posts, a landing page, a welcome email kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's get some dates done just so it feels like we're doing this thing, right? Okay. So as far as like the creation of like the promo post landing page, like, does that feel like super easy? I'll knock that out by Monday. Or does that feel like I want to give myself a little time there? Um, hmm, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would like to see how much I can do on the weekend. I think that would be good. Um, the landing page should be easy. The promo posts. I've never done one for a challenge, but I assume, I mean, it shouldn't be that much different from normal promo posts. What do you, what do you so say? Why there? don't we do this? I, I'm like really a big fan of like picking a date versus being like, let me see what I get done. Just okay. because I feel like we always like disappoint ourselves in that because we always feel like it's not good enough. And I think especially with the I'm not ready story. We don't want to keep being like, well, I'm not ready to do the challenge yet. You see my point. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Okay. Let's give you next week. Like let's have next week be like, you really are working on that mindset. You book out some calls Mm -hmm. and then we start promoting it the following week. So you have time to write the promo post. You have time to still get calls booked. Okay. You're not putting this like undue level of pressure on yourself. You're really showing yourself that like, I'm ready. I just commit to a date and I show up. Right. Okay. So we're going to start promoting it the 22nd. Okay. And then we're going to run it the starting the 6th. Yeah, that works good because I think that's like my least busy week. They go bi-weekly, so that's perfect. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> so does that feel pretty good? And then you have like next week to like have me review the landing page, have me review some posts, that kind of thing. Yeah, that feels really good. Okay. Awesome. So I will share with you, um, a challenge on challenges as well, which is just kind of my, um, my document that sort of walks you through how to create a challenge. Um, but feel free to reach out about anything you're getting stuck on, but here's the most important thing. And this is going to feel a little difficult, but I really want you to do the landing page and promotional posts first, but you're going to want to build the whole challenge first. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you're going to want to be like, let me build out the whole challenge and every single thing we're going to talk about and worksheet and video and whatever, then I'll promote it. Mm-hmm. But if you get that done, then you have two weeks to fully build the challenge. I mean, obviously know what oh, you're, yeah. you, you're going to know it's about creating an offer and you're going to know what steps you want to take them through. And you're going to have to be clear on an outline, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So it'll be so much easier to promote it while I'm just 
putting all the details together. Exactly. And it's also what moves us forward and keeps us in momentum versus like, if you just were like, well, I'll build a challenge, then I'll promote it. It could take you a month because we get so perfectionistic, right? Yeah. And we really want to start reinforcing this mentality of like, I'm always ready and I just get ready. Yeah. So like, of course I'm ready to run a challenge in two weeks. I'm just going to build it over those two weeks. Like, I really want you to start trusting yourself on that level. Okay. Does that feel easy, exciting, scary? What's kind of coming up there? It feels exciting. I know I'm not good with techie stuff, but like I've always figured it out or got someone to help me. So I'm not worried about that. I'm excited. Yeah. And like, honestly, that's the least of of anything. Do you know what I mean? Like that's so figure outable. That's so easy. That's like not even a thing. And I think it's just good to know that, right? Where it's like nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to show up. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to figure out the tech stuff if I need to. I'm just going to get it done in those two weeks, right? Yeah. And that kind of like trust in yourself really starts to blow the I'm not ready story out of the water. (laughs) Because you're like, well, even if I'm not ready, I just get ready. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. Good, good. Okay, so one thing I want to talk about really quick before we, um, finish up unless you have any other challenge questions Nope. is kind of some of the like scheduling stuff we were talking about because I know that what happens for you sometimes is like you have a lot of moving parts you're a mom multiple business owner all that kind of stuff and so it can feel like you have good intentions and then sometimes they don't get done and then you're really feeling frustrated with yourself so I know one of the things we were talking about was like how can we like look at your schedule in a in a different way? How can we get everything scheduled so you know if you have time? Like obviously we kind of just started that conversation, so I don't expect that to be done or perfect, but any insights about that or any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I'm excited. So one of the things that kept happening is we're dealing with evicting like a really bad tenant and it's mm-hmm. taking so long. And so I would have, you know, I would have a spot plan to do some work. And then all of a sudden I have to go down to like book some meetings and stuff. So I think by doing that, it'll be great. I also recognized when I was like starting to figure out what do I want my days to look like? You know, where is things going to fit? Like one of the things that was super important to me was, you know, making breakfast for my family and kind of just slowing down in the morning where I used to wake up early, go to work, you know, do that. And so it was nice to realize, and I've been doing it the last few days where it was like, no, I can actually create the life that I want right now where I've been taking mornings really slow. And then I have like three powerful hours where I get a lot of things done. So it was nice to realize that, but I do want to also schedule in, like you had said, um, the other companies and the other work that I do so that I'm not losing my mind. Yeah, totally. I love that. Well, I think it's like, it, it's so good to see you being like, let me take that time because I think that was such a thing before, right? Like you mentioned, like it was always like, get up, go, 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 go. So I love that because yeah, you're going to feel like you're much more ready to like let clients in and stuff too. When you're like, because I'm already doing things that are important to me, mm-hmm. but totally when you, you have to look at your schedule as this like all encompassing thing, mm-hmm. because I think what's happening is all the businesses are kind of like living separately like you were saying. And so then you're like, why am I not having time for this? This is crazy. And it's like, well, because I'm running two other businesses, right? Yeah. So if you can start getting all of them on the same calendar, that's going to make such a difference. And I also think it's going to help you give yourself a whole lot more credit. 
for juggling yeah. everything instead of like kind of beating yourself up for not getting more done. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it really does. And I think going as far as to be like, I'm going to put on my calendar, right landing page. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes we only put stuff on our calendar. That's like, I have to meet with this person or I have to talk to Lacey or I have to do this. And I want you to like quite literally start scheduling in drive time, time to write content, time to do this landing page, time to book calls, like all that kind of stuff. Ah, the dreaded calendaring. (laughs) Um, I really, really believe in putting things on a calendar. I, a lot of my clients are moms and they're working, you know, around 20 hours a week. And so we have to be very, very conscientious of the puzzle pieces that we have to move and the things that we need to get done in that time frame. And Monica's in that situation, running several businesses, being a wife and a mom and, you know, trying to grow this one. And so having all of her things on one calendar versus kind of having separate to-do lists in different places is going to help her to see number one, how much she's actually doing and getting done, which is probably an absolute ton of things, right? And number two, what she actually has time for and where it all fits. I think what our tendency is to be like, yes, I'll do that and I'll do that and I'll get better at that and I should also do that and like, let me add that, right? And then we're constantly feeling disappointed every week. We're like, why am I not getting this stuff done? Why didn't I show up for that? And so we need to practically see what's really going on there, right? And so if we need to pull back certain strategies, if we need to refine them, if we need to automate certain things, whatever that might be, we need an accurate gauge of what's really going on so that Monica can feel like she's winning every week and not like she's operating these three separate things in different areas, all with competing to-do lists. So if that is true for you, if you feel like you just can't even decide what you have time for and what you don't put it all on a calendar it's gonna be annoying I know it I trust me I get it but if you put everything on the calendar you're gonna see where you actually have time you're gonna see what your time is actually going to and it is going to be so eye-opening and helpful for your business yeah I'm glad you brought that up because the last couple weeks well this week was different but the last few weeks I have been leaving content a little bit later and I know that throws me off is like if it's not ready Monday morning that just kind of kills my Monday so I love that you mentioned about writing that in there because I think that will be a huge reminder that it's like okay it's time to get that done because I know that makes me feel way better Yeah. And I think it's like an appointment with yourself that also, again, starts to break that story. Yeah. Right. It's like, I'm ready because I keep promises to myself. I'm ready because I keep appointments with myself. I'm ready because I get my content done on time. Like all of that is shifting. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So we'll kind of keep revisiting that because I know you're just sort of like leaning into that, but let's like really keep that as like one of the top priorities is just getting all this together in one place. Cause I think you'll just find so much more freedom in that. And it also helps us because then we can know like, okay, well you have space to do a challenge here. You have space for this many calls here. Helps us like actually fit the puzzle pieces together instead of just like throwing more on the table and not knowing if they fit and then feeling kind of like bad. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Anything else that you wanted to ask? Anything else coming up or popping up for you? No, it's all really good. I'm really excited. Beautiful. So proud of you. Keep doing that mindset work. Keep checking in with me here to process any of that. But I love that you're kind of like back in that place where you're feeling the fire. And and again, we talked about this a little bit in base camp, but like don't feel like you have to be like a 10 feeling the fire all the mm-hmm. time. But 
at the very least, notice your thoughts so you feel pretty good most of the time because that's going to help you show up on calls in a different way, show up in your business in a different way, all the things, right? Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. All right, my dear, I will chat with you in Basecamp and I'm excited to get you moving on this channel. Great. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully confident.